Hi, I'm Diane Worthington. And I'm Denise Favaldo. Welcome to another mini edition of Women Beyond a Certain Age. Today we are talking about comfort food and how it makes us feel to prepare it and serve it and just the whole feeling around it. Well, and I think that this was brought on by the fact that Cindy, Diane, and I were all sick last week. We all had the crud that's going around. Various, it's funny, we all got different variations. Variations of it. But one of the things to me, and this is when Diane and I were talking about, when I'm sick, even when I'm sick, I am so grateful I know how to cook. I know, really. (laughs) Because... You can't eat certain things. I mean, you can't eat fast food. You're healing. You're taking medications. It doesn't, you, you it, have no, no taste it doesn't, for it. And it doesn't, yeah. you can't digest it. Yeah. But a couple of times last week, I made myself like two perfectly scrambled eggs in a little bit of butter, a light piece of toast, and I ate those scrambled eggs and thought to myself, I'm going to live. <laughs> <laughs> really, that's, that's what food will do for you in a mood. You know, when you just, and really when I get sick, I get really bummed out. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't want to be sitting in my bed watching I Love Lucy. It's just not fun anymore, like when I was 12. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly right. Where the mom would come in with the popsicles and And, whatever. And it was so bad last week because we were dropping like flies. (laughs) We were all dropping like flies. And of course, if you're like me, I don't want anyone around me. No. (sighs) Now, my husband says he doesn't want anyone around him when he's sick but if there was a bell he ring he'd be ringing it every minute <laughs> i okay. love kenny he's oh. a he is a I'll piece you, of work. i'm not kidding you now of course this week he's had a little bit of the crud and the first words out of his mouth is rice pudding <laughs> exactly oh god rice pudding. which of rice course pudding. is delicious so i will make him rice pudding but there are foods, and that's what I love, Diane, was, and you, you have to say what you love, because I know, because I know you are a crazy soup maker. I am. Well, you know, I've written two soup books for uh, William Sonoma, Soups and then Soups and Stews. It's kind of like when they asked me to write the potato book, and I thought, how am I going to write 50 recipes for potatoes? Are you kidding me? You could do that in a day. That, <laughs> I mean... It's amazing how many variations of whatever you're doing. And but, making a good soup, though, just a minute. You're right, making, you're right. In fancy restaurants, some of the greatest chefs I've ever worked with tell the story of someone comes wants to work, and they audition you, just so you know. They don't, people, they need to taste what you've done. Michael Chiarello said this to me. Thomas Geller has said this to me. He says, you tell them to go in the walk-in and make a soup. Yeah, that will tell you everything you want to know. So there's no recipe, they have to, and do they know how to balance flavor? Do they know how it does, so it doesn't become a muddled mess? Right, exactly. And soup is an art form, so... Well, I learned a lot about soup. And then, of course, in my other books, I have a whole book called The Taste of the Season, which was all about winter, warm, yummy, comfort food. I always say this, when there's a crisis of any sort, when I don't feel good, anything like that or it just gets cold in los angeles which is like a miracle cold and rainy i am at my soup i just don't even know today even i had said to denise she said we're not making lunch today i'm bringing sandwiches and i'm driving home 
<laughs> to go meet her for our meeting. And I'm thinking, oh, I could just stop and make, I could pick up some butternut squash and peel it and roast it really quick. And then I could just do it. And then we'd have some soup. Now, here's the thing about <laughs> Diane. Not only does she set the table, she makes a three-course lunch. <laughs> and it's gorgeous. We're not complaining. But I said to Cindy, hmm, we lost about an hour and a half for the third course. I ate everything. She said I did, too. <laughs> So, yeah, we're into sandwiches. Today now. we were doing sandwiches so we could get more of the podcasting done and work <laughs> on it. And but I soup, there is nothing better. Now, is my there a favorite is you, oh, I can tell you my okay. favorite soup and I how, think, how and I love it. And one of the first things I ever learned to cook was split pea oh, with yeah. a ham bone. Yeah. Or a ham hock, whichever. Right. We found, and I still to this day, it's one of my very favorite soups. I do make a pretty good minestrone. Mm. Again with a ham bone. <laughs> oh, that's um, it's a good flavor. So, yes. Yeah. Kenny likes soups. This is the problem. Now I can eat soup if I make a big pot of soup. I'll eat it every day until it's gone. And for dinner. And for, for oh, everything. Heaven. And Kenny eats one bowl and says that's good. Now what's for dinner? That's I said, right. buddy, that was dinner. That's right. No. Okay. Michael's the same way. I need a meal. Yeah, I need a real meal. <laughs> but my thing is spaghetti sauce. Yeah. Through the history of my life, through the worst times in my life. I make spaghetti sauce. I, I saute the onions. I have to chop the, the mushrooms. You know, I, that pan, I, I, there's just the right amount of olive oil. I have to have, I use some canned tomatoes, and if I've got some fresh tomatoes, I can use those. I got to crush the, you know, the yeah. tomatoes with my fingers. Right. I mean, I, I got a lot of issues it, with. No, but it's like that tactile thing that you feel when you're, ma- when you're cooking and you're in it you're like and then if i'm lucky at good stores this was just always like a bolognese like you make yeah my father was a butcher and as a child in the grocery store they used to sell if people remember this it had like a pound of hamburger and a quarter of a pound of pork and a quarter of a pound of veal. Oh yeah, in that's, the package, and that's what you made your meatballs out of. So you had the that's exactly delicious. what I do. A three, exactly. a third, a third, a third. So the flavor, yeah. They don't do that as much anymore. But I usually I want a fatty ground meat when right. I'm making it. Yeah. And then I'll, sometimes I make meatballs and I use a little bread and a little milk in it because that's how my grandmother did it. Right. And I make meatballs and it's like pure joy for about an hour and a half that I make that spaghetti sauce. I can get, I get, I get you, girl. <laughs> and, and Kenny always says, what are we having for dinner? I said, spaghetti, of course. What do you think of, what are you going to do? What do you have, cheeseburgers? Look in the pot. But I just, and then I always make enough. I can freeze some, so I almost call it my starter. So every time I make a spaghetti sauce, I have a block of something that was frozen from the last time right, to stick start. in there and that's, I start That's it. a good, uh, do you have any other tips well, on your spaghetti sauce? Well, and I also put red wine in my spaghetti sauce. I yeah. you have to put red you wine. have to put red wine you in it, have. and it it cooks off. I don't think I I don't think most people taste the red wine. I think it gives it a depth of a flavor. flavor. And here's another tip. This is tips of the day. Yeah. <laughs> um, whether you're making a soup or you are making Denise's spaghetti sauce, my tip is that you keep every Parmesan rind you have, and I keep them in the freezer, and that goes straight into my soup or my bolognese sauce, which is basically a spaghetti meat sauce with a lot more time because you got to do the wine and the milk and blah, blah, blah. But the key thing 
is to use these uh, Parmesan rinds. I, I, do you use those? I, when I've remembered to, yeah. I have to tell you, I think you may have been the person that when I read your book told me to do that. It's amazing. It's a long time ago and someone had took, Diane, it might have been you that said, yeah. save the Parmesan rinds yeah. in like the 80s. And I remember yeah. thinking, huh? And... <laughs> And it's a great, great tip. And really, you guys, you just put it in your freezer. Now, at my market, the big Ralphs, they have containers of them ready for you to buy. You're kidding. I did not know No, that. near the Parmesan a big wheel in the, in the cheese department. And then I just keep them in the freezer. And I, really, I use them a lot. So that, I think, is a great tip. Absolutely. Uh, for me, I just want to tell you about my chicken soup because I think I know, I know from chicken soup. What can I say? I grew up on it. I've had many variations on it. But when I went to France and I had this chicken soup on a Saturday, rainy Saturday afternoon across the street from Invalide, Napoleon's tomb. Of course. I will never forget it. And I have recreated it. So you make your typical broth with chicken pieces, onions, carrots, celery, peppercorns, whatever, and you cook it up for like 45 minutes or to an hour. You strain it, get the stuff off the top. Then what I do is I take carrots and whatever else I want in there. Oh, sorry. I take all the chicken and uh, skin it and... Pull it apart. Pull it apart. And I, I save that. So then I do the second cooking of it. This is the key. Mm. And you reduce a little bit and you add your carrots. And here's the thing that I learned in France. I take like six leeks, whole leeks. Picture this. And you clean them by turning them a quarter turn and cleaning them all the way down to the root, not cutting through the root and getting, make sure you get all the dirt out because they're grown in dirt. And then I cook the leeks until they become silky mm. and beyond delicious. Add the chicken. You have your cooked carrots in there and I'll put dill weed in. It just depends what I'm in the mood for. Sometimes yeah. I'll even put in some tomatoes and obviously your seasoning, your salt and pepper and you reduce it a little bit. I am telling you, it is, Divine. as I would say, a true oeve. It is so beyond the beyond delicious. And then, of course, you can do your little uh, matzo balls if you want. Okay. Now, you and I, this is how deep we are. <laughs> We've had this discussion about leeks before. Oh, God. Because if you've cooked, if you're professionally trained, you know leeks. Unfortunately... Now, farmers markets, I think, are making it better. I see more leeks than there used to be. Yeah. In grocery stores, th some of those leeks are older than Moses. Oh, it's terrible. Moses. I say, it's go in so the back sad. and get me the yeah. latest ones. Yeah. They're so sad because Americans don't know leeks enough unless you've trained and you've learned to make a really good soup. Yeah. Now, leeks to me just make all the difference in the world. And that's what I'm tasting when I'm thinking of you making soup. I know. Soup. It's unbelievable. And by the way, if you don't know about leeks... Go on YouTube, put in Diane Worthington, and I have, I did it like 10 years ago, I swear, I don't know how long, how to clean and cut a leak so it'll how show perfect. you everything. I have like 350,000 people who have thanked me for this. <laughs> Is that a riot? No, I think because people don't, don't know, know how, how to I always clean say, them. oh my God, I got this recipe and I... And I didn't know what to do. And then I looked it up and, oh, this is so helpful. And, you know, Cindy and I, when we've taught at the ranch in yeah. Tecate, Mexico, they grow leeks. Yeah. They also have this beautiful, really what I call a spring onion. Yes. So it's not a green onion and it's not it's a leek. It's in between. In between. But when we are able to caramelize those and make things of like that, mm. it's to die for. I mean, it's just mm. utterly 
Roasted Cindy, remember one of the cookbooks we wrote, we put roasted leeks in it as a recipe, just baked and roasted leeks. I think we ended it with some Parmesan cheese. Of course Like there did. was no way that it was going to be bad. Right. But I think right. that leeks are an under, you know what I mean? Well, They're people, it's just not an American no. way of thinking. You get an onion out. And frankly, the reason I really got into leeks is because my eyes tear so bad when I cut up an onion oh. that I started use, using a leek. And if you don't know exactly what it is, it's kind of like an onion, but it's milder. And to me, it's more delicate. But when I caramelize yes. it, meaning I let it slow cook it until it gets kind of golden brown, I th I like it better than caramelized onions. I do too. You know, it's the, it's just more delicate and rustic. Do you believe we got into a whole riff on leeks? Well, because that's the kind of girls we are. <laughs> it's true. Let's be it's honest. True. We could don't we take it. Don't take us anywhere where you can't talk about leeks. Okay. <laughs> no, but that's what's in the, the other one that when I was sick last week. Yeah, I wanted popsicles. I wanted cream of wheat because my mother always oh, yeah. made me cream of wheat and make it with milk and then I would eat it and then you could sleep all afternoon because you had that big old yeah. medicine ball of cream of wheat <laughs> in your stomach. But the other thing that I, for me, was popsicles. And I wanted the popsicles like I had as a kid. So Kenny goes to the store and comes back with these like fruit fresca, something like, you know, they were probably like $8 at Whole Foods. I know my husband. <laughs> And they were beautiful, and they were real fruit juice and stuff. But I really just wanted a plain old cheap popsicle. It's the called, type that made my lips red. Exactly, because it's called your taste memory. And that's what it's all about. I wanted the coolness. I wanted, So now, I ate his expensive ones, but then I said, and you know, I, you can't find those cheap popsicles everywhere. No. You have to go to a cheap store. You have to go to like... <laughs> dollar, the dollar yeah, store. The dollar store, Smart and Final, yeah. or, you know, the yeah. 99 cent stores. But anyway... I think it's terribly important to, um, when you're sick, you know, you try to get some nutrition, but it's hard to feed yourself. And that's where I think comfort food I'm comes coming in. from not so much, well, certainly when you're sick, but also when you're blue. Real? Yeah, comfort. When you feel yucky, you know. I don't know, a big bowl of that chicken soup with those with those silky leeks do it for me every time. But And by the way, Cindy is going to, I believe, put up my soup and your yeah, pasta we, sauce. We'll find some. We will yeah. get the recipes. Yeah, so they'll we'll be up on We'll put those on the, for people. Link. Another one that this is one of my favorites that Cindy and I share because she says the same thing. <sighs> Baked potatoes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You bake. I bought beautiful potatoes the other day. They were still, they were light because they weren't old. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. They, were, they yeah. were a big russet. They weren't old. I scrubbed the skins. I, I don't put mine in aluminum foil or anything. I put them on a rack. I want them to be. I oil them. I oil them. Exactly. Because then they get crispy. I want. <gasps> and I baked those baked potatoes for much longer than they needed to because yes. I wanted the skin. Yeah. And Kenny kept saying to me, this is the most delicious baked potato you've ever baked. I said, because, but it was the freshness of the potato. And you it know, was about the quality of yes. the ingredient, which they is a whole other thing. They hadn't been on a, the shelf for two months. Right. You know, when they get real dirty with all that brown and stuff is when the potato's old. So, but baked potatoes, I, I was one of my first big meals last week as I started to feel better. I a made baked us potato. baked potatoes. Changed my life. And that is not hard to make. On that note, I guess. I, I think we covered it. We, we covered wanted to it. talk about our favorite comfort foods, and we did. Yeah. So at tell least us try what, one of them. Yeah. At least try the baked potato. Yeah. And if not, I'll tell you this. 
Tell us what you think is comfort food. Exactly. We would really love to hear from you guys, ladies and gents. So until next time, I'm Diane. I'm Denise. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.